Join us for PR Safari, a podcast by Center for Public Relations. PR Safari, your ultimate guide to navigate the complex PR landscape in Africa. Find us at www.cpr.africa. Hello, my name is Chris Wangalua. Our guest and guide today is Dr. Edwin Wanyonyi. He was recently awarded a doctorate in business specialization, strategic management, based on his dissertation, Celebrity Chief Executive Officers and Performance of Firms at the Nairobi Securities Exchange over a period of seven years between 2013 and 2020. Dr. is Director of Partnership and Enterprise at Kenya Wildlife Service. Quite an interesting study. I've had the benefit of looking at a number of CEOs, both locally and internationally, and uh, how their firms have performed. Recognizing that CEOs are the number one representatives of organizations. And this is interesting, Chris. Initially, when I began the study, I was not very keen on the Nairobi Securities Exchange. Mm -hmm. I actually looked at CEOs who are winning Company of the Year awards. Because every year there were announcements of those companies that have won awards. Then organizations were requested and those who had won for people to go and visit and see how has it that a CEO has done well. And so, National Media Group won an award. Mm-hmm. It was celebrated. Equity Bank won awards. It was celebrated. Britam won awards. It was celebrated. Kenya Airways won awards and it was celebrated. And they had CEOs. This is which year? That dates back to between 2010 and about uh, 2020. Different periods. There was a time it was the in thing. For a CEO to win awards, it meant you stood out among your peers. You were the best. And therefore, other peers came to you to learn. And so they had opportunities to speak and tell others, what is it that we do it right? Yes. So then my study then came, because during that same period, something very interesting was happening. The CEOs were winning awards. The farms were doing well. But shortly, the CEO is out. The farm is not doing very well. Mm-hmm. And I began to ask myself, what is the potential problem in this environment that needs to be studied. Mm. And therefore, I began to look at these individual CEOs and the firms. Just to mention a few, Kenya Airways, you had uh, Titus Naikuni. Yes. He had a beautiful strategy, Fly Mawingu. He had all these plans of how he was going to get the Boeing's Dreamliners and how he was going to change Kenya Airways. And the share price was bullish. Mm -hmm. Everything was looking good. But just shortly, we started seeing trouble. He was saying the kind of things you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. He, he, he touched the right note for the market. And so when you went and flew Kenya Airways, you felt it. You saw the dream. Yes. You saw the, the direction you were going. But shortly after that, we started seeing trouble. And the CEO is out. Then you begin to ask yourself, what is the problem? Come forward, Dr. Ivan Skidero. Yes. He goes into Mumias. Again, beautiful story, strategy. Going to review Mumias, reduce expenditures. One of the exp- cost areas is energy. Mm-hmm. We are going to produce our own electricity. We are going to produce ethanol. So the byproduct from uh, sugar cane, uh, you know, the sugar cane as, as, you, as you get sugar, will not go to waste. We'll use it. Bullish. Very good. It's a good idea. Yes. Then the organization begins to collapse. Yes. Uchumi supermarkets. African CEO. We've had uh, European CEOs who have been brought in. It's not worked. Mm-hmm. An African CEO arrives on scene. A Kenyan, for that matter, homegrown. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> he's beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he has a story. Says what? He, and, and he says, you know what? I understand about supply chain management. Uh-huh. I understand how to manage a supermarket. I'm going to make this thing tick. And so first year, we see good. Second year, we see good. Then things begin to go wrong. He's out. 
we discover their challenges. There are a number of those that you can mention. Those examples of those CEOs then began to ask, what is it that they were doing right and what is it they were doing wrong? Because certainly there was something they were doing right, but then there was certainly something they were doing very wrong. Mm-hmm. And so from that right perspective, one of the things that emerged is these CEOs were very, very good communicators. Uh-huh. They knew what to say. They knew what the audience wanted. They knew what the shareholders wanted. So they said the right things. They were keen on strategy. And therefore, they were able to simplify the strategy by not making it too complicated. Because one of the other challenges you notice with CEOs sometimes is they speak jargon to shareholders who have no idea about jargon. Mm -hmm. And therefore, they leave the meeting without understanding which direction we are going and praying and hoping that the CEO knows where he's taking the organization. But these ones knew how to simplify their strategies. So they got it right. I feel like even beyond them being good communicators, they were innovators. Because the ideas you're saying are good ideas. Exactly. Perfectly. They were innovators. And that I will go to speak about it when we go to their challenges. Okay. It's because they are able to see things that are right things. So they are very innovative in their approach. And they have a strategy. And they have looked at the roadmap on how to achieve it. But that was a good side. The bad side began to be that as the CEOs won accolades, their risk appetites continued to increase. Mm -hmm. So this year's shareholders have told them we are going to increase our profits by 5%. Next year, he wants to double the increase. What happens? They push organizations to the point where the organizations, the fundamentals of the organization can't handle it because 5%, 10%, but what are the other fundamentals? The capacity, the market. Have you looked at all that? Your own internal capabilities mm-hmm. as an organization. Absorption capacity. Uh, yes. So they push the organization to the extent that their own social recognition makes their risk appetite go up mm-hmm. so that their social recognition continues to go up. And then what happens? Once they reach that point where the risk can't be handled anymore, the organization begins to tumble. Mm-hmm. And the risk comes in different ways. The financing mechanism for the implementation. The cost of implementation. Mm-hmm. Two the human resource capability to deliver and the technological systems in place to take the organization to the next level. I get you to mean yes. that people had great ideas, just like yes. we dream. Each one of us can dream. Yes. But then coming back to even before going public, to just think about it and what it means to achieve that dream is what they failed at. In fact, in a very simplistic way, what you have said is what it is. Because then they failed to actually relook at inside and say, good, we want to go there. What are the other fundamentals internally I need to look at to take Mm -hmm. us there? And so you find that that part of their risk appetite and social recognition began to do them in. Now, unfortunately, because they have put their social profile very high, they are unable to fall back and begin to accept that I'm failing and Mm re-strategize. They continue to push the direction they were going so hard. So it's like you pushed the pedal until it has reached the end. However further you push it in, you just end up destroying the yes, whole thing. Yes, yeah. yes. And one of the things you, you begin to notice about them is that even when they were going down, they had a way of giving hope. In fact, you only notice that they are going significantly down when they are already down on the floor because they continue to give hope. Even if you started seeing some fundamentals are not making sense, but then they continued to peddle hope. So one of the good things about these years is they are very good hope peddlers. I have one thing I usually like to say, even as I lead my team here, that hope is what kills So let's see how that ties into this. Yes. So hope, in this case, it means they see danger. But when they meet their shareholders, they they meet their financiers, 
they tell them, no, this is not a problem. This we are going to surmount. I have everything in control. Mm-hmm. I have a plan. And so it's going to work. We all know that it's not working. But because of hope, we believe that there's a magic bullet they have yeah. that will do things happen. And unfortunately, it doesn't happen. And so, sadly, the organizations go down. One of the things about these people is they know how to select their communicators, their communication channels, Mm -hmm. and how to package their information. This is what I pick from this, especially because our audience is the communication people. Yes. That they have this idea. Yes. And the communicators are the ones who, in fact, funnel it. Fun it, rather. Yes. So do the communicators then also do it because they have to do what is there or sometimes they don't even critique what they're saying or they don't really look into the strategy and say, look, we are communicating this because one of the communicators' roles is to anticipate and see what's going to happen 10 years from now, what's going to happen five years from now. If you say this, what does that mean mm. tomorrow? Is that, is that a failure from communicators as well? You know, um, I will not be very hard on communicators today. Okay. But one of the things is communicators' roles has been reduced to packaging the direction, not critically reviewing the direction. And that's my frustration. The CEO says, I want to head to Mombasa, and I want this road cleared for me to Mombasa. Their job is to make sure that that message is packaged in a manner that fits the direction. And so that is part of the, the, the challenge that exists because they continue to package it. They will find the nice places to, you know, in our case, infographics. Mm-hmm. Get the nice infographics that define mm-hmm. the direction. Mm-hmm. They say simplify the yes. information yes, exactly. and pack it. Yes. Uh-huh. And so it makes practical sense. Yeah. But the fundamentals... And uh, sometimes I don't blame the communicators because the communicators don't deal with the fundamentals. Don't deal with fundamentals? Are we not supposed to be CEOs then? Ideally, if you want to go the CEO route, and a communicator should be, in fact, you will discover that even today, all the best executed strategies must have a perfect communication plan. Which means, if you are a communicator and a CEO, you have all the S's in your favor. Yes. Because you can have strategy and you understand the mm. way to communicate it. Yes. So ideally, communication should now move from just aligning to sometimes beginning to query. But these CEOs are very good speakers. Mm-hmm. Very good speakers. In fact, let me give you an example of a CEO that still exists today, Dr. James Mwangi. Is that a celebrity CEO? He's a celebrity CEO. Okay. He's one of the surviving ones Mm -hmm. in terms of CEO who has lived for a longer period. Because remember, to measure the the celebrity CEO, you can't measure them in a year. Mm -hmm. Because celebrity CEO idea is not a born thing. Mm -hmm. It's dynamic. It's not in net. Yes. It means as you navigate through, you begin to emerge. Mm -hmm. What is it you are standing out for? In the international world, celebrity like Elon Musk Beyond having the financial uh, muscle, he also has chatted away. He does things beyond what we imagine sometimes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love him. I love yes. him. Yes. Uh, oh, no, he's special. Uh, Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. So it means that these celebrity CEOs have a way of channeling themselves and doing something else that is, is beyond the normal. Yes. What we call the being innovative. Mm-hmm. So James Mwangi has passion. When he speaks about equity, the passion is unbelievable. In fact, if he gets into a room where people are doubting, his passion and his demeanor, when he speaks, they silence. Mm-hmm. It's over. Everything is under control. Now, older farms and younger farms have differences. Many of the celebrity CEOs in older farms are easy to pick. 
Okay. In the younger new firms, startups, it's harder because mm-hmm. you have very many fundamentals to deal with. You don't have a track record to convince people. You don't have the muscle to convince people. But for the older firms, you have a track record. You have a potential. You can actually be able to say, I am changing from the failures of others. I'm taking yeah. it to a certain direction. Mm-hmm. The other difference that exists is the size. So there's age. So there's legacy, then there's, there's size. size. Uh-huh. The bigger firms, their span of control and influence is huge. Mm-hmm. And therefore, a mistake by a celebrity CEO has a huge ramification in the economy. So we pick it up very quickly. Mm-hmm. For smaller firms, you know, a celebrity CEOs in that space comes and disappears. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that we saw that on average, to measure a successful celebrity CEO, we look at one who has served for more than three years. Because we, we need to see a few fundamentals. We need to see the performance. And in this case, we are looking at performance in terms of Nairobi Stock Exchange, in terms of shares. Okay. How is, how is the market responding to you? Because again, you publish your reports. Mm-hmm. There could be other um, celebrity CEOs out here, but you know there are different kinds of celebrity CEOs. Yes. There are those who are very good communicators. Performance is low. There are those who are very good at performance, but very poor communicators. Mm-hmm. So you, you never hear about the CEO. But you always hear the farm has moved. Yes. I worked with another CEO the other day, and mm. um, that particular CEO, we share a friend, CEO celebrity. Yes. So they say, Chris, you and I, we share a common celebrity friend. Yes. And you have seen what they are going through. Yes. I do not want to take that direction. Let me perform. Yes. You will never hear about me. That is my strategy. You know, the goodness about not being the celebrity in that sense mm. is when you exit the stage, you exit in peace. Yes. Celebrity CEOs exit the stage with a fall, and it's a painful fall. That's interesting. When they exit the stage, it's like um, something on your head that never leaves you because you had a huge span of control. You influenced, but then you destroyed. What was the diagnosis? So my findings, (laughs) very interesting, that every celebrity CEO must be cognizant of their risk. What are the risks? And therefore, in organizations, now organizations must move from audit-based management to risk-based management. Tell me the difference, please. Audit is where we more focus on the dead. The act has already happened. It's closed. We are coming to review. Whether we find out that the person slept on the job or he was awake or he was on safari, we can't, we can't undo it. Mm-hmm. It's happened. Risk-based, it means we continue to look out for the danger spots mm-hmm. in our management efforts. Yeah. So among CEOs, they must have the capability to look at the danger spots. Therefore, move from looking at audit and even for boards, communicators. We must move away much more from audit. Audit is important, but let's focus on risk. What are the risk indicators? Yes. So that is one of my findings that let's not wait for the CEO to go down. We must then empower the board to take a risk approach. Mm-hmm. We must empower the journalists who normally ask questions, mm-hmm. business journalists, yeah. not to be excited because they will say, oh, you know, we are announcing our results, percentage growth. We all clap in the AGM. No one says a question yeah. because you're not asking. So, you know, last year you say that this year and, and when we look at the fundamentals, uh-uh. number two, peers. I think we're becoming so much social based and our social is different from the historical social that when you are a celebrity, we raise you so high and we keep pushing you so high that even among peers, when they meet, and you know, it's very interesting. These CEOs have, for example, memberships in clubs. Yes. So you have Capital Club here, you have Current Club there, you have Mthaiga. They meet in these places and they discuss and each of them says how he's pushing. 
Mm-hmm. So the more you look like you have a story, the more others collect uh-huh. around you. But the danger with that is we push it too hard. And so they push the other CEOs to a, a dangerous spot. I think as peers and CEOs as peers, they must begin to support their peers with the fundamentals. It's very difficult to dig into the fundamentals of your company. CEOs in an interesting way get to talk. In fact, it's unlikely that you'll find a lonely CEO. Lonely in the sense in the organization they are lonely, but when they go out because a CEO who spends time in the office is not making business for the organization. It means he has to spend time on the golf course, he has to spend time at the club, he has to spend time attending events. It means they interact. And that those interactions is where they build themselves. Yes. But remember that for a celebrity CEO, every moment is a shining moment. Celebrity CEOs dress well. Before they go to a meeting, they always think through any event. So for them, nothing is for granted. They don't do chances. You just don't walk in dressed anyhowly mm. because you must brand yourself at a certain level. Yeah. They always brand themselves. They have a certain standard and etiquette of that standing. The third bit that I found out is that because... The bigger the organization, the higher the potential risk. Mm-hmm. Then the governance structures must be put in place. Because the bigger, the more dangerous. The smaller, it's more easy to have that in place. And so one of the things I've proposed in my studies is that beyond just, you know, when the new CEOs are coming in, mm-hmm. for example, the Nairobi Securities Exchange, just coming in and being certified that you're okay, we also must have some way of measuring them and looking at them and getting to understand, is the board really doing its bit? Mm-hmm. Uh, just to make sure that they are looking at the details. Finally, the findings in terms of age, older organizations are more at risk today than younger ones. Why? Because when they were created, the fundamentals were very different from today. Mm-hmm. Today, too many things are happening. Those days, a company that was your number one, today can easily be your number last because fundamentals have changed. If you are in the media industry, newspapers were the main thing. So if you are CEO, for example, of a national media group, even with your entire communication team, they still find challenges. In the study between Dr. Wilfred Kiboro and uh, Linus Kitai, mm-hmm. very good communicators, but they also ran into serious trouble if you look at their fundamentals mm-hmm. because they continue to take it higher. So the older the organization, the higher the potential risk going forward. And the solution around that is what? The solution around it is every time you're making those strategic plans, please review the fundamentals where you came from. Mm -hmm. Because there could be gaps, you know, as you asked earlier, there could be gaps in between there that had never been sealed. Yes. But you have survived. But because you're taking us to the new strategy direction, it will actually open that gap. To widen it. Yes, to widen it and it will crush the organization. Yes. Um, I remember when we had an earlier discussion, you said, hmm, you have actually mentioned quite a lot about men. What happens to women? I remember asking you that question, yes. Yes. Interesting. Many of the celebrity CEOs that we studied are actually men. Mm -hmm. But they are emerging celebrity CEOs now. Rebecca Miano, when Mm -hmm. she was at Kenjen. She was a quiet one. But she was a celebrity because you never had anything wrong about her, but you always had your thermal. Yes. There were press releases Uh that now we are moving to renewable energy. Mm -hmm. We are becoming the best in Africa. We are becoming the best in, in the world. The communicators were doing their bit. Everybody today doesn't remember Rebecca very well. If you met her that time, of course, now she's a cabinet secretary, so it's different. Yes. You couldn't pick her from the crowd quickly. But when you say Kenjen, you say, yes, yeah. you did it. Mm-hmm. She's a celebrity in her own right because mm-hmm. she was able to get the good things communicated. Because remember, being a celebrity, just like normal celebrity, is how do we profile you and elevate performance? There is um, the CEO of uh, this bank, 
Diamond. Is it Diamond? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She's tried to stay at the back. But you can see she's always in the media. Sometimes for the very many wrong things. Now, celebrity, you know, has both sides. Eh? Mm-hmm. Has positive and negative. My study was focusing on positive performance. But you know, you can actually become a celebrity for doing all the wrong things. <laughs> yes. And so, yes, we have a number of women that are now emerging as celebrities. But if you look at that marketplace, we don't have as many celebrities in the women. So that, again, means another area of future study to see mm-hmm. what is it that we need to do to prop them much more. Or are they as mothers more, as ladies more temperament they, yeah, okay. uh, than, than men? Uh, mm-hmm. Men are uh, more risk, high risk appetite uh, than ladies. So, Do we need celebrity CEOs? To the future, yes. Because remember that information is power. Secondly, the presentation of information is critical. Some organizations suffer not because the organization is bad, but because it's not been pitched appropriately. Celebrities then come as an intangible asset to prop the organization to be in its right place, push it up. Now, the challenge is, when do they stop? Because they keep pushing it up, push it up, and they crash Mm -hmm. it. Today, some of the celebrity CEOs, if you hear that a celebrity CEO, for example, is moving to company X, chances are the share value uh, of that company will shoot up. Because he's coming with with a promise. Yes. If an organization is struggling, and we know that there's the right person, I I remember like... um, when uh, Martin Odoro Tiano went to KCB, it was struggling. He arrived, he had a promise. People believed in the promise, and it began the journey. Was he a celebrity CEO? He was a celebrity CEO. He did well. He did well. He did well. Now, he only knew when to exit the stage. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Yes. When do you exit the stage? Mm-hmm. And uh, subsequently, KCB has had its own. It still has very many problems, by the way. But then it has been able to maintain at that level that, that it should. Okay. So there is potential to make sure that we continue to have celebrity CEOs because celebrity is a way of life. Those days, and, and this is one of the findings, education, you know, initially I thought education was a key thing, but many of the CEOs are actually undergraduate holders. Mm-hmm. I remember in one of my proposal defense, mm-hmm. I was almost thrown out of the session because um, I said my findings have shown that, by the way, Additional education post <laughs> undergraduate. I can imagine the panel <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have equal and additional measure mm-hmm. in relation to the growth in your education level and performance. And I was told you are joking. That is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. You mean we are here, professors? We are sitting here. You are telling and us telling this us our edu- additional education level doesn't have an impact mm-hmm. on our performance. I said this is the findings of the study, which therefore means that your undergraduate education. And that level just builds the base. Beyond that, it is now you and it's, your skills. It's your effort, mm-hmm. your skills, your capability to work with others, your communication capability. Because you can be a professor, but you're still not communicating. Yeah. I am a doctor, so I should not be saying these things. Mm-hmm. But this is the findings. I mean, that, those are the facts as well. Yes. If you look at many of the CEOs, of course, many of them are now called doctor, but many get honorary doctorates. Mm-hmm. So it means they, they have a different view of things. Just looking at all these things you found out, yes, I begin to see something very interesting that of all these things, there's nobody really who helps to check her the celebrity CEO. Of course, yeah. it has to come from inside, right? Even before the hiring and be able to say this is our vision as an mm-hmm. organization and therefore we need this kind of person. Yes. And even if they are celebrity CEOs, this is the frame within mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether those people who are either the board or the executive management committee, whether they do these things. <laughs> it's interesting you ask that. 
some of the celebrity CEOs acquire larger than life persona. That in fact, when they arrive at the board, instead of the CEO standing up, it's the board <laughs> member who stands up. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> because they project mm-hmm. uh, themselves. But it boils down to something that everybody is becoming an editor, everybody is becoming a communicator. We must deepen our understanding of business information, particularly within the organization, within the boards, mm-hmm. just beyond the governance training. They must have some basic understanding of the business environment of the firm, not to make it impossible for the CEO to operate, but to begin to ask the right questions so that if anything happens in whichever direction, then they know how to forestall it. We must build more capacity on the boards. Celebrity CEOs must make sure that from their communicating team, their risk management team must be strengthened. In fact, that risk management team, that is one of the areas that we need more strengthening. That is a very interesting department. Yes. Yes. Strengthening because then you forestall the happening. Not letting it happen, then you deal with it. Because there are very many farms out here that could crash. Celebrity CEOs are doing them a lot of injustice. Mm Mm-hmm. There are some that have actually benefited significantly from the celebrity CEOs. And so we learn from those ones who are doing well and the challenges this one's faced. And then we begin to shape because the future is getting more volatile, mm-hmm. more fast. So how do you quickly adjust and readjust? Very interesting. Thank you very much. Thank we you. are so proud of you for reaching this incredible milestone. Thank Dr. you. Ari, I appreciate for making the time. Thank you very much.